Good morning, everyone, and a blessed Thanksgiving day to you. My friends, Father Mark got up at 4 o'clock this morning, wide awake, just woke up. And then I decided I'm going to write my homily, not paying any attention to the fact that there are two sets of readings for today. One what we call ordinary readings of the day, and then the readings for Thanksgiving Day. So, of course, I wrote the homily on the ordinary, and I thought, my goodness, those are some tough readings for Thanksgiving Day. I'm like, the people are going to be very upset with me, <laughs> especially after this past weekend. Oh, that was homily. So now I have the dilemma. I have the homily I wrote at 5 o'clock this morning based on the other reading that you didn't hear, um, or I can give you my standard Thanksgiving Day homily. Uh, which in, so, um, what do you think? Which one do you want to hear? You want the standard? Oh, you want the other one? Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go then. Uh, I'll probably have to reference the other reading. So Jesus is giving a forecast about the destruction of Jerusalem, and. Um, uh, yeah, that's why when I woke up this morning, I thought, wow, they picked that one for Thanksgiving Day. Wow. So my friends, then, on this day in the United States of America, we do celebrate a national holiday, Thanksgiving. And um, its very name tells us what this day should be about and how we should approach it. My friends, um, this week I received cards from of parishioners from other parishes that I was pastor at, uh, which moved my heart by the things they wrote in it. And um, it helped me to remember also um, that uh, I need to give thanks uh, for all things. And my friends, this national American holiday uh, was proclaimed officially by President Abraham Lincoln. And he did so in the midst of a civil war. Um, and this has something to do or has a commonality uh, within our faith as Christians. Now, I have to tell you that it was President George Washington who founded the day, and he uh, amazingly proclaimed it as a day set aside for all of America to offer prayer on behalf of the country uh, prayers of forgiveness. If you go back and read it, he said, first, let us for ask for forgiveness for what we have done if we have wronged, um, which I thought was amazing. And then he said, and then let us thank God. Now, if you go back and read his proclamation, oh, it's even better. because uh, he, And he tells the people, and you know you should give thanks to God. And I'm like, oh, you go, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was amazing. I'm like, oh, let's see. Well, let's see what will happen in 2021. Let's see what kind of president we will now have. Huh? And, um, but it was amazing to, that both of these early presidents, especially George Washington, would say, you should know. And not only America, but he said, all the nations of the world should give thanks to God. And... Um, this brings us to our Mass, our Mass in which we celebrate the Eucharist 
And remember, the Greek translation of Eucharistine, Eucharist, is thanksgiving. And we also offer petition for forgiveness. We opened up the Mass with, forgive me, right? We ask for forgiveness, and we say, Lord, have mercy, Christ have mercy. And then we move deeper into the Mass, listening to the Word of God, giving thanks for it, um, even if even when the priest reads the wrong one uh, and writes the wrong homily. <laughs> but we give God thanks for all that He has done, and the Mass uh, signifies uh, that, uh, that understanding. My friends, it, it has been said that one of the sweetest prayers to rise to heaven is one that is steeped in gratitude. Now, we offer God, we pray for many things. Oh, Lord, I need this, and I need that, and do this, and do this, and do that. But the one that seems to be the sweetest, and it's not inside the scriptures, but uh, that um, is by tradition, is the one that is steeped with gratitude uh, by the creature, us, to God. When we express thanks for our blessings, uh, all of them, we are implicitly acknowledging that they, in fact, are a gift. In this sense, we did not, or we do not deserve such blessings, which is why we say thank you for them. Even if one believes, <laughs> and remember, I wrote this at 5 o'clock this morning, <laughs> so even if one believes they have earned um, the physical resources one has at their disposal, the means or ability to work and to earn um, a living are themselves gifts. And I think even in the midst of this pandemic, with so many people unemployed, they have come to understand this. One's health, family, friends, um, one's abilities, natural abilities, um, are all gift, really. Yes, we can go and hone on them. We can go to school and learn and develop them, but naturally they are given as gift. The many gifts, and some of us have more than others, and I acknowledge that. Um, the thing about it is that these many gifts, and even if some have more than others, is not a marker of God's love. As if God loves only the wealthy, and he loves them more than the poor, or he loves healthy people but not sick. Certainly the reading of Thanksgiving would tell us the opposite of that, right? But Jesus, in the Beatitudes, would also speak very differently about that, which was really different for the Jewish people. The Jewish people felt that if they had a goat and a and a cow, and now, now remember, this is, a, this is 5 o'clock in the morning. Back then, wives and children were considered to be property. Not today, but back then. So all of that was considered to be blessing. And if you had none of those things, that meant God didn't love you, right? And Jesus had to come and fix that mentality. So when we look at this, it's, all these gifts are not a marker that uh, you are loved more by God. Um, instead, gifts are a cause of an attitude, if you will, of gratitude and recognition that they are not deserved, uh, but by definition, God gives them freely. We would rightly recall that our Lord tells us, to whom much is given, much will be expected, Luke 12, 48. So to those who have much, much will be expected of you. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, so that brings us to the United States of America. From the global perspective, the United States of America 
has much more than many other nations. On this, then, our national holiday, uh, we consider how much is expected of us as a country, then, on the global scene, because of how much that we have. Our resources are not owed to us. I know government would have a different opinion, and that's okay because I'm relishing just a little bit, not being obnoxious, I'm just relishing a little bit that the high court told New York, mm, 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 mm. you can't be going and doing all that, right? We don't boast about it, we just give thanks that the high court told New York, you need to back off the church over there, never mind telling them they can only have 10 people in the pew. <laughs> They're gonna fight it out, but, uh, but um, our resources are not, owned, are not owed to us, and uh, we do not have them because we are more favored by God than other nations, because that would be flying the face of what I've been talking to you in the beginning. The gospel reading that was assigned uh, for the ordinary day speaks, here's, here's where the 5.30 comes in, 5.30 a.m., speaks of Jerusalem surrounded by armies uh, and preparing for its siege and destruction. So you can imagine Father drinking his coffee and thinking, man, this is a tough reading. I got to give this on Thanksgiving Day. What happened to the, to the lepers? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I know that's... The <laughs> And I thought, that's an easier reading to give. You know, it's an easier homily to give. But uh, the reading that's set for the day in the ordinary time speaks of Jerusalem being uh, going to be set upon uh, and to be destroyed. And this is in response to the Jewish revolt against the Roman Empire. And Jesus spoke this decades before it happened. It would happen in 70 A.D., the Romans, in fact, invaded that city and destroyed the temple also. I want you to think about this. The Roman Empire came in, took over that city, Jerusalem, and destroyed the temple. The people in Jerusalem thought they were insulated from such destruction because um, they thought they were God's favorite. But the city, the land, and the temple itself were not saved from destruction. Even the resources of God's chosen people were not earned or deserved. My friends, when I contemplated the reading of the day and thought about this, each one of us then, even in the midst now, we should be thankful for the very spiritual blessings we have, and yes, the temporal, I'm using that word, I'm playing on that word. That just means material, but I'm using it because the reading said the temple was destroyed, so temporal. Okay, you guys are not getting that. Okay, <laughs> that's what happens when you have too much coffee at 6 in the morning. <laughs> you begin to play with words. But, um, but we should be thankful then for all the many blessings, the spiritual ones, the material ones, blessings we enjoy in our lives, uh, and the blessing of having our nation. And as crazy as it has been lately, it seems, because of the political theatrics. Um, this is still the United States of America. And I cannot think of another place that I would like to live. There's other places I'd like to visit, especially now that I can't go anywhere. Like, darn, even Canada, for that matter. <laughs> can't go there. Um, 
But my friends, on this day, let us be charitable, uh, certainly of heart and mind and how we act and speak, um, but also with our material resources by sharing them as blessing and gift to others. We receive them as gift. We should be able to hand them out as gift also. In this time throughout the world, yes, there is the pandemic. Yes, there are wars and skirmishes. Yes, there is unrest and there are very other unfortunate, challenging events going on. Yet in all, we Christians are to remain in hope to remain in a spirit of gratitude. My friends, the good news found in the gospel that I read this morning at 5 o'clock uh, ends uh, on a note of great hope. It says that no matter how dark or how challenging times may look, we need to remember that death and destruction uh, will not triumph. For the Son of Man will return, and in the scripture it says he will return in a cloud with power and great glory. The reading reminds us who the true enemy is, not each other. Sin is the enemy. Death is the enemy. And Jesus has conquered both of those. Therefore, we are not to be overcome by fear, nor are we to live our lives in panic mode. Jesus has already conquered sin and death, the real enemies. Our redemption is at hand. And for this, we always give God glory and thanks and live in hope and expectation. How is that? Yeah. It wasn't so bad, huh? <laughs> Considering... Um, I'll have to keep that one on file. <laughs> My friends, uh, on behalf of, of our staff, uh, I thank uh, God for all of you. I thank God for your presence. It's uh, a great joy for me as a priest. Yes, I want to see the pews filled, giving God glory. Um, but I am filled with so much gratitude that uh, we maxed out how many people we could have here today. Now, if we were in particular areas of New York, we could only have 20, 20 people. And they will work that out, and I thank the high court for siding uh, with religious freedom on this matter. But uh, we must be wise and smart about how we, not so much with the court, but how we go about being careful, because we are in the midst of a pandemic, so we don't want to be foolish or careless either. Uh, but I give great, God great thanks for all of you, my heart is filled with joy seeing you here, and I wish you all a day filled with peace and joy. Um, if you're Skyping and Zooming uh, with family members, good for you. Father's going to have his meal in private and watch um, movies <laughs> and text people, I suppose. But I know that I will keep all of you in my, my daily prayers for this day. Uh, may you have safe travels. Know that uh, you are loved by God. Uh, you are blessed by God. Know that your pastor loves you.